Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 373 of the Juice Box Podcast. You may disagree, and you can let me know if you do, but for my money, this is the best episode of the podcast that I've ever recorded, and it gave me a great idea. I'll tell you more in a second. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your healthcare plan. On today's show, I'll be speaking with Jordan. She's a type one who originally wanted to come on the show to talk about how she eats. But through some confusion, I didn't do the recording the first time and it just it was a mess. I'll explain it to you in the episode. Anyway, Jordan gets on and she was nervous. So I was trying to make her feel not nervous. And I, by mistake, I think I recorded what it might be very well the funniest episode of this podcast ever. But we then eventually do get to how Jordan eats. And later, I found myself thinking, I'd like to know how everyone eats. So this is the first in a series called How We Eat. This one's not really an official how we eat because it, well, you'll see, it, it, it goes in a lot of directions, but future how we eats will be more focused on different people's diets. Jordan happens to be a vegan, and that's why this episode is called How We Eat Vegan Cat. Well, that's not completely why it's called that, but you, you'll see. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter and Touched by Type 1. You can go to touchedbytype1.org to find out about all the wonderful things they're doing for people living with type 1 diabetes. Touchedbytype1.org. And the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter is my daughter's meter. It is a fantastic meter. It is the gold standard in meters. It has amazing test strips that you can, like, you know, touch blood, get it wrong, go back and touch it again without wasting the test strip and still get an accurate reading. It's small and easy to hold and has a beautiful bright light for those nighttime blood sugar checks. And in general, I just really love it. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Go check it out. I'm going to tell you two things. And then we get started, okay? Okay. The first thing is, after I ghosted you last time we were supposed to do this, I thought, I wonder if she'll do it back to me just to be funny. <laughs> the thought crossed my mind, but... So, that's what... Did it actually... Did you think I'm going to do it back to him? <laughs> no. I was like... Well, I thought... Well, last night when I was driving home, I remembered that I had this today, and I was like, oh. I wonder what would happen if I just had forgotten. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what would I have said, really? I mean, there wouldn't have been anything yeah. I could do, right? So um, are we going to say your name? Yeah. Okay. So Jordan um, <laughs> Jordan was supposed to be on the show, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I, we came, what was it? It was a holiday, right? Was it Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. So that day threw me off. And I just was a day behind in my head. So while Jordan was up, I'm guessing pretty early in the morning, where where are you at? Washington State. Ah, so it's nine o'clock here right now. It's six where you are? Yes. Ah, so while Jordan was up very early in the morning to record a podcast, I was cleaning my house and doing laundry. 
completely able to record a podcast if I wanted to. Just there was no reason to because I thought it was a different day than it was. So when she was logging on this morning, I thought, wow, what a nice person. She actually is here. I very well may have just been like, oops. (laughs) Now, here's the second thing. It's all going to make it feel worthwhile. What? During the time you were supposed to record. I had a piece of software do an automatic update that I didn't realize it did. And oh. it changed a setting, like deep down setting that you would not have noticed on top. Okay. Because of that, <clears throat> I recorded three episodes that were not usable. Oh, no. And had I not ghosted you by mistake, you would have been the fourth. Well, it all worked out, I guess. That's how I'm trying to look at this. (laughs) Now, we can get rolling, and then you have to go off to your job where you, uh, let me think. I remember, because here's the funny thing. After this happened, I just, I was like, Jordan, call me. So we must have spent like 20 minutes on the phone with me just like very ham-fistedly trying to make you laugh and apologizing. Um, I just was like, let me give her something for the day. I probably just wasted your time. You're like, yeah, I wish you could have just left me alone. But I, I don't know what happened. How did you feel after I uh, – okay, well, anyway, let's start with this. What's your name? My name is Jordan. Do you have diabetes, Jordan? I do, yes. <laughs> and did I leave you hanging to record the podcast on your birthday? You absolutely did. Uh, how old would you have been on the day we were recording the podcast? 26. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. (laughs) Uh, How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was eight. Okay. I got some quick math going. I feel... What is going on here? Mother... (laughs) Oh, I know what this is. My wife's at home working. Oh. This is not my... This is not... All right. My quick math said that was 18 years ago, but then I had to check myself. 19, 20, 21, 22, 22. I'm right, aren't I? You are. It'll be 18 years in August. Do you think like your diabetes is an adult now? Maybe it'll go off on its own and take care of itself. Maybe. I'm excited for it to turn 21 so I can take it out for a beer and we can have a little chat. <laughs> what will you tell it when you take it out for that beer? You know, I don't know. We'll we'll reminisce a little bit. It's been some good and bad times, but All right. we'll, well, just, think- we'll just talk about things. I think that's fair. Why don't we practice? Wait, first of all, are you on for any reason? Is there something you want to say? Um, eventually maybe talk about diet, diet a little bit. Ah, gotcha. I'm kind of, I'm open to talk about whatever. All right. Well, let's do this since we hadn't planned for it. If your diabetes was a person, what would you sit down and tell it? Um, did it ruin your childhood? Did it drive away a potential dating prospect? Has it, um, made your room smell weird? What has it done? It. Honestly, I think it's kind of made me who I am today. I, I, I don't know my life without diabetes, but I feel like I'm more health conscious and just, I don't know, the person I am because of it. It helped to shape you. Yeah. In good ways, bad ways, or in a collection of ways? Probably both. <laughs> Has anything... Good and bad. Well, we'll start with the good because you're a positive person and you're in that upper Midwest, up, upper West Coast kind of an area. So I'm thinking, I mean, it's six in the morning, but you're high as a kite right now. Is that right, Jordan? You've been, smoking, oh, yeah. you've been smoking for 10, 20 hours at this point. Is that right? 
We'll we'll think that, yeah. All right. You don't you don't have to lie, Jordan. I'm trying to point out to people that you're like one of the nicer people I've ever met. <laughs> I don't imagine that that's true of you. Not that you couldn't be a nice person and be completely blazed. I'm just saying that I don't think you are. I'm not. You're not, right. What's this what's the riskiest thing you've done in your entire life? Riskiest? Yeah. Like something I have when no you no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty boring. <laughs> Probably don't admit that up front in the podcast, okay? Because people are be like, well, Jordan said she was boring, so I just like I bailed after a couple of minutes. Um, They're not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, they gave up already. <laughs> um hold on, it's like I'm talking to Arden about how to bolus for a muffin uh 40 more. There. Sorry. Um she doesn't feel well today. She's got like Uh-oh. a it was like sort of, I don't know, about like six o'clock last night. And she suddenly like for a half a second, like spiked like this tiny little fever, like 99 for like, is that right? 99 is a fever. Do I mean nine? I think that's what I mean. She had a tiny fever. Yeah. She was like up one point. And, um, and then she just was like, my throat is scratchy. And, and <laughs> we were like, all right. And we let her sleep. Like we let her lay in our bed last night to try to get comfortable and then she fell asleep. And I said to Kelly, I'm like, how are we going to get her out of here? <laughs> She's like, we couldn't wake her up. She's like a lead weight at this point. She's like a real person now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, like, we couldn't wake her up. I'm like, okay. So I spent my evening overnight sleeping in the eight and a half inches between the edge of the bed and that and on my side. And then Kelly did the same thing while Arden was like all spread out in the middle of her. <laughs> Did it bring back some memories? Yeah, brought back memories of my back not feeling well. And so so she gets up in the morning. She's like, I've got to go to school. She's such an oddly – she's an interesting person when it comes to school because if that happened to me as a child, I would have just said, well, this is an obviously appropriate reason for me not to go to school today. Kelly would have gone to school if – you know, somebody had recently shot an arrow into her skull and she was still functioning. Um, and Arden's like a weird mix between the two. Arden talks a good game about not caring about school, but then everything she does indicates that she cares about it a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. She's got my, like, she's got the way I talk about it and the way Kelly feels about it. It's very interesting because they don't go together in any way. Yeah. Imagine a person... <laughs> ranting and raving that they hate bologna sandwiches while they have a bologna sandwich in each hand and are eating it voraciously. <laughs> That's Arden talking about school. All right. Have I loosened you up yet? Are you nervous? What's going on here? I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but I'll get over it. Okay. So let's we'll, we'll, let's talk about that for a second. Are you just nervous about this specifically, or would you be nervous in any scenario like this? Any scenario. Okay. All right, so let's find out a little more about yourself then. When you were diagnosed at what I'm calling eight years old, whether it's true or not, let's just go with it. Um, were your parents coupled in a traditional way at that moment? Yes. Ah, did the did your care fall to one of them or to you, or was it a group effort? Um, it was a group effort. My dad worked and my mom was at home more, uh, so she did more of the immediate caretaking but my dad would take me to a lot of my appointments and stuff Mm -hmm. but i pretty early on i decided that i wanted to start doing my own injections and i think it was only like maybe six months in before i was like okay i want to do this on my own cool and and you you started with injections yes how long did you do mdi 
until I was 12, I think. I was in middle school Mm -hmm. before I decided I wanted to pump. Kind of pump. So what kind of pump was available then? Which ones were on the market, do you remember? Or which one did you end up with? I had the Animus. The Ping. Is that right? It was called the Animus Ping? I don't think it was the Ping back then. No, not even the Ping? No, I think it was before that. Any chance they called it the Pong? Probably not, right? Um, (laughs) And so what made you want to go to a pump back then? I think just hearing about it and people kept saying it was the way to go and the best way to manage. So I decided to give it a try. But leading up to that, I was like, I don't want anything on my body. I don't want to deal with that. So, Um, As Jerry Seinfeld would say, who are these people? Were they um, teachers, other people you knew had type one, your doctors? Who was kind of directing you? Doctors and my parents a little bit. I know they wanted me to just kind of do what I wanted to do and was comfortable doing, but Deep down, they knew <laughs> that I would be better with a pump. That's a, pa- a parenting secret for anybody who yeah. <laughs> uh, is young or doesn't have kids yet. You know exactly what you need your kids to do. Uh, and then you, some people act like it's up to them. And then they, behind the scenes, are puppet mastering everything. And yep. some people just come out and say it. And some people just hope that the kids figure it out. Uh, but you figured it out. So that's excellent. It, or it came to you. Like not, to, not to say that a pump is a, a necessary thing. Just that it right. came to you that you would like to do it. Um, are you wearing a glucose monitor right now? I am, yes. Which do you have? The Dexcom. Ah, is it the G6? It is. Is it the one that's available at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Anything you'd like to say about No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> that, so when did you go to a glucose monitor? Oh, man. I've had one off and on, but really consistently for the last like year and a half. Okay, so did you start with the G4, the G5? I think, yeah, I started with the G4. And then at one point, I had a Medtronic pump. So I had that CGM. When you get a Medtronic pump, they kind of, I don't want to say force, but they force their CGM on you, right? Like it's the, yeah, yeah, it's like, here, it's a package, take it like that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, but you went to a, how long were you with Medtronic? Uh, three or four years. I've been all over the place. I've also had Omnipod. Look at you. For a shy person, <laughs> you're not that shy about things, are you? Nope. So you've used every conceivable insulin pump. Which one are you using right now? I'm not using one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked. I should have just assumed that. All right. What was your favorite pump that you used? Probably... Honestly, Medtronic. No just kidding. Because I didn't have the best experience with Omnipod. Okay. It was like five or six years ago, and it just kept alarming on me and so, wasn't and malfunctioning. So yeah. I got off of it. Were but, you getting like occlusions? Yeah, it would just. I would put one on, and like within a few hours, it would start alarming, and it was just on my abdomen so it wasn't even like I was putting it in weird places Mm -hmm. so I was in college at the time and I got to the point where I would just get so anxious about it going to class or something that it would start alarming in the middle of class and I would you thought it was gonna have to change it and and so I just didn't didn't want to be stuck without insulin of course and then so the so the but the Medtronic just 
soldiered on for you? Yeah, I just worked and was pretty much hassle-free. And then, but now you're not using a pump at all. What led you back to MDI? Um, just being annoyed with having something on me. <laughs> so I pretty much came full circle. <laughs> Jordan, are you married? From, I am. Oh, poor guy. I see what's happening here right now. <laughs> Yeah, he's a trooper. Yeah, I would imagine. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, has the word fickle ever been used about you in, in your presence? <laughs> Not that I know of. No? So you're maybe, delightful. Maybe behind my back. Jordan, tell me why it is you're 26, but you're talking about life like you're 53. <laughs> maybe diabetes made me grow up fast. I don't know. What? But no, seriously, you're just very like measured and you're like, I tried that. I didn't like it. I tried that. It gave me a problem. This one didn't give me a problem, but I'm not using it anymore anyway. And you're just, you're rolling through things. Are you, so you, you know, we talked earlier about for a brief second about Arden being inconsistent with how she does things, but you Uh are too. You're like, like on your face, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of quiet and a little shy and everything, except you're not shy about switching pumps or the ways you get insulin or jumping around from your CGMs. Do you see that these two things seem incongruent? <laughs> yeah, I guess. No kidding. But I'm also here to talk about that stuff. Right. I don't just like bring it up with strangers and start talking about it. <laughs> oh, no. If, wouldn't that be something? I didn't think you did. But no, I meant like just, just that you're... Maybe I'm wrong, but when I think of someone who's sort of quiet and reserved, I think of them as getting something, it works, and they just stick with it. And and they're trying to keep things simple and from being a problem. And maybe that's me projecting and also not being a quiet person, I'm guessing a little bit too. But it just, it it struck me as, like like when I'm interviewing people, there's a little voice in the back of my head that kind of knows where things are going. Do you know what I mean? Like people don't surprise me that often when they speak and, and, but it's only because I've been doing this for a while, but you have never so far in 17 minutes, you haven't said one thing after another thing that I was like, I knew she was going to say that. So <laughs> I was trying to keep it interesting. I fe- Part of me feels like you're lying. You just, just like, I need to think of what I feel like, and then I'm going to say the opposite and then I'll go back to me and then I'll, but I know you're not, but it's just very okay. So, how long have you been married? Three years. Interesting. Now, college person yourself? You said yes, right? Yes. And you have a degree, and I know you're out in the world doing something. Do you talk about what you do, or is that something you're keeping private? Yeah, I can talk about it. I work in cardiac and pulmonary rehab. So, you force unhealthy people to run on a treadmill. Is that right, Jordan? Yes. <laughs> Because you're a sadist? I don't make them run. You don't make them run. What do they do? They just kind of hop up, go for a little walkie walk, and you do what? Um, Help them. Well, I prescribe exercise intensities, basically. So I'll do the treadmill or seated machines and some strength training. You ever go too far and kill one of them? Just tell. You don't have to say yes, (laughs) but just tap on the microphone once if it's happened. No, I haven't. You have not. Excellent. Good for you, by the way. And if you have. Good for you not admitting it. Um, <laughs> so you're just, are you trying to get people back, I guess some people back to healthy, some people you're just trying to find a, I guess, a balance of lifestyle for them. 
and they're all yeah. they're all rehabbing from some some sort of a heart issue. Yeah, in cardiac rehab they are, um, and just giving them lifestyle changes they can make to decrease their risk of uh, furthering their heart disease. And then for pulmonary rehab, it's just disease management and trying to help them breathe a little bit easier. How do you find that work? Do you enjoy it? I do. Yeah. Built a lot of relationships through it. Nice. What did you take in college that led you to this? My undergrad degree is in kinesiology, which is basically just movement of the body. Mm -hmm. And then my graduate degree is in clinical exercise physiology. No, no kidding. This pay pretty well. Is this why this guy latched onto you at an early age? (laughs) Um, He's not at home playing video games while you're helping people, are you? Is he? No, he is in school right now himself. (laughs) Uh, Better be getting a good degree. I'd like to see a a little equal share of the burden coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How long are you going to let this go until he's, you know, pulling his own weight? (laughs) Honestly. Well, well, we got four years of school left, so. Four years? What's he becoming? A lawyer doctor? (laughs) A doctor of naturopathic medicine. Not that I don't find that interesting, but I just realized that there should be a Netflix comedy called Lawyer Doctor. <laughs> and during it might the be day, a hit. yeah, right. And he does so while he's fixing you, he's also setting up a lawsuit against himself, right? <laughs> and on the weekends, he's a volunteer somehow. fireman. What do you think of this? <laughs> it, it could work, but yeah. oh, you're damn right, it could. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a limited run situation, though. I think maybe after four hours, you would get tired of it. But I think for a couple of hours, it would be right there. If that ever comes up on any television show, I'm using this recording as a reason to sue somebody. Um, <laughs> you can ask the lawyer doctor like, to help you. I couldn't be either of those things. The idea of going to school for that long baffles my mind. Um, but I do know my wife right now. If I said to her, hey, we've got all the money in the world. You don't have to work anymore. She'd take a day and a half off, and then she'd find some degree to go get. She would love to go. She loves being in school. It's very strange. Um, did you enjoy it? Does your husband, let's call I'm making air quotes because I think he might just be a squatter, but is your does your husband <laughs> enjoy it too? He does, yeah. He's a good student. <laughs> no kidding. All right. So yeah. are you guys, do you like that part of the country? You think you'll stay there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you, there's probably only a few places where you're, an, um, an energy as laid back as yours, Jordan, will work. <laughs> like, I feel like, have you ever been to like a place that's moving like a thousand miles an hour? Like, have you ever driven on the highway in Los Angeles or walked across yes, the street in New York it's City? It's terrifying. It's kind of cool. So, everyone's going, it's bumper to bumper traffic, but everyone's going like 80 miles an hour. So, right. makes you feel like you're in a NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, I wonder which one of these people is going to stop and we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> now, when that happens, do you get a little excited? Like, like what happens to you when you get flipped out? Is it just this measured Jordan that I'm talking to now? Or is, do you have like another gear? Um, I, I, I get excited, but not, I don't start screaming or like it. I wish really you guys or anything. I wish everyone <laughs> listening could see, like I can see a picture of Jordan right here and Jordan, you're, a beautiful person. You, you, in no way does your picture match your like your 
like your speech pattern. I don't know another way to put it. Like, like it's just very interesting. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it to anybody. Just the person I'm looking at is not the person I'm talking to in my mind. Um, were you always a quiet child? I think so. I'm the youngest, so. Oh, you were I, just lucky to be alive. <laughs> I see. No, my parents paid a lot of attention to me the, because I have diabetes. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, all right, let's dig in here a little bit. Maybe we'll find it here. Psychologically, do you think that's the only reason your parents paid attention to you? No. No. So you think they love you for other reasons? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right. Are there any of those other reasons that you're the best of the siblings? I wouldn't say that. Oh, do you remember when a girl came on and did say that? How much fun that was? Do you have any idea how many emails I got? I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> were any of the emails from her siblings? No. Although that would have been terrific. They were just from other people <laughs> are like, yo, I love that girl. When she said that she was the best kid. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, how many siblings do you have? Two. So there's three of you total. Yes. My math is Good. tight today. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Uh, I have. I had plenty of sleep, plenty of sleep. Um, although my sleep was on eight inches of a mattress, I, did, I still did get my hours in. Um, two ki- how much older are they than you? My brother is about a little less than a year and a half older, and my sister is nine years older than me. Oh, there's a story here. She's Yeah, she's my half-sister, but we grew up together. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't find her on the street. One of them made them. Now, let's guess. Half-sister, dad's side. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See how I know people? It's okay. <laughs> All right. So That's the, on, the only predictable thing you'll, <laughs> you'll know. Right. I haven't gotten one thing right yet. I'm just like, uh. all right, so... Your dad, your dad <laughs> made a baby with some lady, and then we don't know what happened to her. It's not important. And then he bumped into your mom, I'm going to say, at a discotheque in the uh, 60s, <laughs> right? 70s, sure. right? And then they uh, became fast friends because of their love of Molly. And then they got married. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, uh, wait a minute, how old was your your oldest sister when your parents got married? Do you know? I want to say like five. Five. And then they had to wait four more years until they made the brother. Yeah. Then he well, wasn't too much of a trouble. Three, so three more years. Two or three. Well, you're, three. you're, at, yeah, you're adding in the cooking. Me. You're adding in the cooking time for the baby, which I can't do on the fly, just so you know. <laughs> and um, and then they didn't dislike him very much. And so they made another one. Yeah. And now we're done. And his dad's going to, you think he's going to stay with your mom or you think he'll run out and like go roll up again on some other lady and start over again? (laughs) I I think they're in it for the long haul. (laughs) (laughs) How old are your parents? Like just if they're in their 50s or 60s? 50s. 50s. I was trying to imagine like a 65 year old guy like, I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm going to go talk to Betsy. She seems sweet. We're going to do it again. (laughs) My God. All right. Um, You on their insurance still? Or you have no. your own? Because you have a job, you have your own. Were you on their insurance right up until you started working, making old people walk on treadmills? I was on it until this last year because I turned 26 so you, weeks you took, ago. You so took full advantage of that. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about how helpful that was while you were in college? Um. Well, I mean, it, it was really helpful. I don't know, I don't know how helpful it would have been. 
what am I trying to say? If I just, I don't know any different. (laughs) What would have happened if you tried? If I was in college and I wasn't on their insurance, I would have had to pay for my insurance somehow and probably wouldn't have gotten as good of coverage and not been able to have a pump or a CGM or anything. So do you think you would have had to help me with that? Yeah. Do you think you would have had to turn yourself out if that happened? Is that a phrase you don't know? Would you have had to hook is what I'm saying? (laughs) You think you would have what, had to become? What? Would you have had to become some sort of a part-time prostitute just oh, to gotcha. or or? <laughs> it's possible. I mean, di- diabetes is expensive. So, <laughs> do you think that happens on college campuses? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah, I, I don't not, know. Like, but... <laughs> you got to think younger girls are probably not as uh, hardened at that age, yeah. right? That can't be how it goes. But that would be a sad story, by the way. If if you were on here to tell us that you hooked your way through college to pay for your <laughs> insulin pump. Um, but by the way, if I, let me just say this for a second, Jordan, if anyone listening hooked their way through college to pay for their diabetes supplies, please immediately send me a note and ask to be on the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Jordan, I, at this point want to ask you with all sincerity, has your heart rate ever gone over 85? <laughs> if you put yeah. yourself on that treadmill, <laughs> could you get your heart rate up? I, I can. Yeah. You're still nervous, aren't you? A little bit. I have tried really hard for you not to be <laughs> nervous. I don't know what to do at this point. Um, okay. what, just, what would make you not going. feel? No, well, just keep going. <laughs> I just thought of something to say. I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> I apologize. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay. All right, Jordan. Let's so. You had no real affinity for any of your insulin pumps. You switched back to MDI because you were tired of being attached to stuff. Although you don't seem to be worried about being attached to this guy who's not paying any bills. That seems to be okay with you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sure he's a lovely person. I'm so sorry. He, he is. If you talk more, listen, I would listen not. to this and be sad because <laughs> he feels bad about He'll, he'll be about sad? <laughs> What's his name? Tyler. Tyler, listen to me. I have been a stay-at-home dad for 20 years, 20 years of me going up to my wife at gift-giving occasions and saying, look, I got you this happy whatever day, (laughs) and her looking at it and going, "Mm, I don't want this, and then me knowing in my heart she's thinking, I just paid for something with my own money that I don't want. So, it's not a good feeling. Like, so, um, but I've learned to live with it, Tyler, so just suck it up, okay? You're going to be all right. You just put your head down and plow through. It'll be fine. And one day you'll make a couple dollars and hopefully this beautiful girl won't kick you out of the house and you'll get to make it up to her. But if her dad's any indication, you're not long for this world, Tyler. (laughs) By the way, if you ever get divorced, it's not my fault. I just did. I'm just joking. I'm going to send you a message like a year from now and be like, Scott, you ruined everything. <laughs> I had to leave with my five-year-old. But don't worry, I found another guy. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, seriously, Tyler, you shouldn't feel bad about this, man. It's a, it's a nice thing that you guys found each other and you're willing to support each other in this situation. It really is wonderful. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm saying a lot of stupid things. I don't mean 85% of them. Um, but the 15% that I do mean, I, I drastically mean them. But uh but you'll have to figure out what the percentages are and how that breaks down later when you're listening back. I just, no, I think it's nice. Um, it, it is uncommon for 
in my eyes, for somebody your age to be married and have come from a decent home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we were married young, but we were raised like animals. Like, like honestly, my parents will never hear this, neither were Kelly's. But let me just say, not a parenting instinct between the group of them. You know what I mean? Like, really not. If I got diabetes when I was a kid there's no way I'd be alive. I mean, people would have just Jeez. been like, good luck. And then that would have been <laughs> it. You know, um, Kelly's parents probably would have sold her for, I don't know, fabric and yarn or something like that. Um, so it, so you were raised like you, these people took really good care of you. Let's look into that for a second. You said you switched over to kind of your own management pretty quickly. Do you remember what your goals were and if you were meeting them? I guess back then, really, A1C was the only measurement people gave you, right? Yeah. I I can't remember when I was younger what my A1Cs were, but up until a few years ago, I didn't, I didn't really have set goals. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I would always shoot for in the sevens for my A1C, but I never actually got there. Okay until a few years ago. A few years ago, the Diabetes Technology Society, you can find this online, did um, a thing about blood glucose monitoring systems, blood glucose meters. And I bet you can guess which meter was at the very top of that list. Contour Next One. The Contour Next One is the blood glucose meter that my daughter uses. It is incredibly accurate. It plays very well with Arden's Dexcom CGM. And... It's easy to use, easy to hold, easy to read, has test strips that allow a second chance. So if you touch the blood drop and don't get enough, you just go back and get more. And it doesn't really need very much. But one that you can touch, untouch, and touch again and still get an accurate reading from, that's not common. But it is with the Contour Next one. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Go check out the Contour Next one and all of the meters from Ascensia. Touchedbytype1.org. That's where you're going to go. I'll do it right now with you. Touched. I got to spell it right. There you go. Touchedbytype1.org. Programs like their annual conference, their awareness campaign, Bowl for a Cause, their dance program called Dancing for Diabetes, the D box that they send out to newly diagnosed people who request them. So much going on at Touched by Type 1. And all they want from you is for you to know about it so you can take advantage. Head over, touchedbytype1.org. Get in there, see what you can find out, learn, become a part of. Last thing, I'd love it if you guys went to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box and participated in the T1D Exchange survey. I've done it just recently. And if you do it, You'll be supporting research for type 1 diabetes and supporting the podcast. So it's like a win-win in that scenario that I've described. T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. Took me about seven minutes to fill it out. Was not a lot of like deep personal information about Arden. Uh, By the way, you need to be a type 1 diabetic who lives in the United States or the person who's caring for an underage type 1 diabetic who lives in the United States to participate. But... I think it's well worth your time. And here are just a few reasons why. T1D exchange research has led to increased insurance coverage for blood glucose meter strips. It has led to changes in the American Diabetes Association's guidelines for pediatric A1C goals. 
And maybe you remember when Medicare started covering CGM devices. That was also from the information that the T1D exchange gathered, right? Through these surveys. You could be a part of that. It's fantastic. 100% HIPAA compliant, completely anonymous. You can back out of it at any time. You don't have to stay in it. You don't have to leave your house to participate. You'll never be asked to see a doctor or go to a site. And once a year, they'll send you a little update and you just, you know, answer some questions, update your answers. That's it. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Touchedbytype1.org. Support the sponsors, support the show. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. Let's get back to Jordan and get ready to laugh and, um, and actually learn about how she eats too. So we're getting to that. What changed a few years ago? Um, I started just doing more research about what helps and I got my CGM and started doing, just taking more responsibility. I graduated from college <laughs> So I, I don't know. I think I just started taking life more seriously and I got married and was thinking about kids and stuff. So Uh knowing that I had to get my stuff together, if I was ever going to have a family and. That's that just felt like the only path to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. (laughs) First of all, you have to give me a ton of credit here because I stopped myself during your really thoughtful answer from saying that you realized that you were going to have to take care of Tyler. So you needed to be healthy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Tyler. I'm still just joking. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but no, I mean, that's a really, I mean, I think that's a moment that a lot of people come to, right? Like you're in the sevens and thinking, well, this is, were you really like in honesty, were you like good enough? Is that how you felt about it? No, I wasn't in the sevens. I was in the eights and nines. Oh, you were shooting for the sevens, but we're landing in the eights and nines. Yeah. Ah, ah. Oh, I think, I think back on it. I'm just like, I don't know how I, (laughs) I made it this far without having some major emergency or being in DKA or having a serious low or anything. But as far as emergency situations, everything was pretty mellow, but I just don't remember thinking about my diabetes as much as I do now. See, you have surprised me again. Like you really, I'm genuinely, I'm being genuine. Like you, like everything about you made me feel like when I eventually asked you how you were managing and how it was going, that you were going to say, oh, Scott, I, I vary between a five, six and a five, nine, you know, um, for my A1C. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were, I thought nah. you were going to be one of those people. <laughs> like I, I can't imagine like it just, it did. Hmm. You're challenging everything. I think about everything. Now my A1C is was 5.8 most recently. So I'm there now. So I'm the person that you, you think I am now. <laughs> so the person I thought you were, that you weren't, you are now. Yes, exactly. But Tyler's still not paying the electric bill. I got you. <laughs> you guys live so far from me. That's the only reason I'm comfortable doing this. There's no way Tyler can lose his mind to come completely across the country. <laughs> like, even if he did, by the time he flew over to, like, Wyoming, he'd be like, oh, this wasn't worth it. I should go home. Um <laughs> forget why he went there in the first place. You would think by Minnesota he'd 
just be like, I, why am I on this plane? Um, <clears throat> what, what changes? So interesting for people. What changes did you make? Like concrete changes did you make to go from an A1C in the nines to, are you in the fives now? Yeah. Wow. That's, by the way, it's amazing. How many years did that take to do? Um, I remember my first A1C in the sevens about almost coming up on three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in the, and then I was in the sixes and I've been in the fives now for a little over a year, I think. What was the first change you made? Uh, my diet. What was your diet previously? Was it just pizza and whatever you found on the floor of your dorm room? Or <laughs> No, that's the thing. When I was in college, I thought I was, I mean, I felt like I was eating healthy. I wasn't eating fast food every day or, I mean, I was eating what I considered to be a healthy diet right. and, um, but I was still just all over the place with my blood sugars. So I was always really frustrated with them. And I think I just kind of gave up at one point. It was just like, they're just going to do what they want anyway. But I hadn't listened to this podcast either, which helps. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now we're getting to me. I'm getting very yeah. interested. What? Um, there's a certain segment of people who thought I was serious just then, but that's fine. <laughs> when did you start listening to the show and and where was your A1C when you started listening? I started listening about a year ago, I think. So I was I was pretty well controlled already, but it just helped me view things a little bit differently and helped to, I don't know. I For a while, I had my high alert off on my CGM, so I could be high and just not even know. And now I have it set at 120, so I just try to catch things sooner and even things out a little bit. Made me smile when you said 120. I hope you know. <laughs> that was that was nice. And so you're is that really what's going on? Well, let me ask this first. When you say you changed your diet, did you change your diet to like you did you go low carb or quite the opposite actually. <laughs> go ahead. Um yeah, so I eat pretty much all like fruits, veggies and whole grains. I don't eat any animal products or anything, but there's, um, a lot of research out there that talks about insulin resistance and how fat causes insulin resistance. And I know you and Jenny did an episode Mm -hmm. recently, right? On insulin resistance. But from my understanding and everything I've learned, like true insulin resistance is caused by fat in your body, whether you're overweight or not, um, making it so that carbohydrates can't get into the cells that they need to get into as easily because there's fat blocking the way basically. Mm. And so when I changed my diet and started just focusing on like whole foods and not eating, I don't eat a bunch of processed foods anymore either, but, um, just cutting out a lot of the high fat foods, my insulin sensitivity, like shot up (laughs) like my, I know you don't use a insulin to carb ratio, but I went from one unit for every nine carbs to one unit for every 30 carbs. Wow. Just by going to a cleaner diet. Yeah. No kidding. 
And so and it's, th- it and that stays gives you more pretty consistently. It stays pretty consistently. And that gives you more control because you're yeah. not you're not using as much. Was it hard to want to use so much insulin when you were doing something? Did that scare you ever? When you like prior to this, like did bigger boluses scare you or no? No, not really. I just I didn't know any different and I just did as much insulin as I needed to do and mm-hmm. I would my insulin sensitivity kept like getting worse and worse because I my ratio kept getting lower and lower um like it would be one for every 15 and then eventually it was one for every 12 carbs and then my lowest I remember is like one for eight or one for nine were you gaining weight through that time or no 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 yeah just the diet yeah and I know people I mean even people without diabetes, if they have a diet that's high in fat, I imagine their pancreases are just pumping out more and more insulin to try to compensate for that. Um, yeah. And it might not show up, but I feel like that's happening underneath anyway. Well, I will say that uh, my body, <clears throat> excuse me, my body is not a temple of great eating, uh, but I'm also <laughs> not unaware that you know, the more you put, the more challenge you give to your body, the more it is challenged. You you know, if I, I'm looking at a piece of paper, if I eat it, my body will find a way to process it, you know, you know, and you put stuff in there that it has a harder time with, or that maybe, you know, maybe, uh, your body's really not meant to, to have in it. And, you know, you're, you're going to use up services, you're going to use up resources, and it's going to work harder to get less accomplished. It's, it's like anything else, honestly. I have no nutritional yeah. background whatsoever, but that's just common sense, right? right? You know, I don't. Whatever keeps a Twinkie fresh for thirty-five million years <laughs> is probably not good for you, right? My guess, you, you, yeah. you know, uh, don't know, hundred percent, not sure. People from Twinkie mm-hmm. might disagree. I'm not saying I know anything. Just saying that it seems to me that that's not a. Uh, that's not reasonable, and you know, not that you couldn't throw one in every once in a while, but like you said, if they become if that processed food becomes a staple in your life, then, you know, that you end up where you end up. And that turnaround that you had, your insulin to carb ratio going yeah. from like one to nine to one to 30 is, is significant, really yeah. significant. You know, I didn't even know it was possible until it happened. I was like, okay, there was a few days where I just, I kept going low and I was like, man, <laughs> this is getting frustrating, but I just kept cutting my insulin back and I mean, I eat between 300 and 500 grams of carbs a day, but they're all from whole good, healthy foods. It's not. Hold on a second. That was cool. (laughs) What you just said. Hold on. Really did. It did take you a while to warm up, but you're there now. Okay. So hold on a second. So at a one to nine, if I took 500 and divided it by nine, and please trust me. I'm not 100% sure I've just done the right thing. But it seems like that's 55 units of insulin at a 1 to 9. But at a 1 to 30, I would take the 500 and divide it by 30, and it's 16 units of insulin. Mm-hmm. So prior, so if you would have eaten 500 carbs, wow, 500 are you 9 feet tall? 500 <laughs> carbs of, of, you know, pizza and chips and that kind of stuff. 
you would have needed 55 units of insulin. And I'm going to guess that might not have been enough. And so, but if you have little asparagus and an apple and a couple of things like that, keeping the, I guess you're keeping out, you're vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. You keep out that stuff. You're down to 16 units of insulin a day for 500 carbs worth of food. Yeah. So, and, and you're not gaining weight, right? So it's healthy right. for your body. Yeah. All right. So what do I do now? Let's just go over this. I might start doing this, Jordan. What, <laughs> what do I eat? What do I, what do I got to do? Um, so, well, before I even, so I, I have over the past probably year, I've also lost about 30 pounds, but my insulin sensitivity had, had gone way up before I even lost any weight. So, okay. So even before the weight weight loss, you had that experience. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, listen, we're from two different coasts. You are speaking at one speed and I'm speaking at another (laughs) and I'm trying my hardest. Um, and so, but you don't hear, you want to hear a secret? Usually when people speak very slowly, you, I don't mean usually, I mean in the past, my, there'd be a little voice in my head that I could hear yelling at me, like, speed up, go faster. <laughs> like, right? Like, they were like, tell them to hurry. But this podcast has actually helped me, like, not feel like that anymore. Like, you That's speak, good. yeah, you speak slower than I do, and I'm not anxious about it, but I used to be. I used to feel, there's an episode of this podcast where a guy spoke so slowly that when I edited it, I had to take out all the pauses. It took me like hours to edit it out, but he just couldn't talk fast. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I was like, no one's going to listen to that. They'll fall asleep in between the words. So I like I I compounded it down that still made it seem normal and I still get notes about it about how slowly he speaks in that episode. Oh. No, it's okay. It's fine. He was thinking about every word. Except That's good. Yeah, I mean, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just say a couple things that don't make sense. People are like, that was funny. And then it ends, you know, it's over. Take get going. Okay, so you're what's a, a, a normal day for you? You get up and have breakfast. What is it? Um, I usually have some berries with oats and bananas and dates. And Bambi doesn't try to take it from you or thump her or anybody like that? (laughs) No. No? Okay. And then you're starving and you eat again in five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 it's such a big breakfast. (laughs) Do you snack in between meals? No, I don't. Okay. At lunchtime? Um, It varies, but I mean, we make curry or chili or pasta or I don't know. Hmm. Sometimes sometimes we'll have salad, but not very often. That salad seems to lunch. kill a couple people every year. You ever notice that? You ever just you what? whip up the you never see a, a lettuce that kills people? Like every couple like it's not a lot, <laughs> but it's like a handful of people every year. You're like, oh they ate a bad head of lettuce. They're dead now. Yep. yep. They pooed for three <laughs> days and died. Like <laughs> sounds like a terrible way to go. It, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> I um, a strong, strong uh, possibility for uh, the title of this episode: "Poo for Three Days," or and, then like, die. and then die. I don't know. Today's episode. Did you see today? You didn't because you're on a different coast. But I put an episode up today 
that finally made my wife go, how do you name the podcast? Uh-oh. <laughs> I called it Waxing, Waning, and Hulk Hogan's Dragon. And <laughs> she's like, what's that about? I was like, it's all there, baby. <laughs> she's like, it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, I said, the episode was about so much. I didn't know what to call it. And these words were mentioned in the episode. So go listen to it and find out what it's about. Meanwhile, she wouldn't do that. I bet you she's never listened to the podcast. I don't ask her. But you're afraid. Are you afraid to ask? I'm afraid to ask that. Like, like Tyler's afraid to mention <laughs> the rent. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> oh, anyway, Tyler, nice going, man. I'll tell you right now. When young men come up to me and they say, uh, "What should I be looking for in a woman?" I always say. Earning potentials first. And then after (laughs) you want to go get her. The girl, it's not going to be like, you know, happy to take a day off in the middle of the week. Just go, go, go. A worker. (laughs) Oh, I'm still happy to take a day off in the middle of the week. (laughs) Wait, you're saying that in an Armageddon situation, you're not willing to pull a plow? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not my situation most of the time. (laughs) Can you imagine that there was a time in the world where you would literally put your wife on the front of a handheld plow and be like, yo, pull this through the dirt. (laughs) Why was it not the guy pulling the plow? You know that this is a true thing I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe the women were more capable. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, if my life is any um, indication, women are way more capable. And I think Tyler's (laughs) going to have to say the same. So I don't see how he can get out of this. You know what I'm doing for you right now, right? It's like I've I've set this man on a path where he's going to just make like a ton of money and take care of you now just to get rid of this pain. <laughs> and uh, you will call and thank me later. Um, you'll be like, wow, he really got to it after college. And I was like, see? <laughs> Meanwhile, this is very sexist. Women can do this, right? How would you feel if you went to all this trouble to get your A1C nice and low, right? Let's paint a picture. Tyler comes home from a long, hard day of listening to other people talk in a room, and uh, you guys are amorous, and by mistake, a little baby Jordan comes out, like, in nine months, and then Tyler's like, I'll stay home with the baby. How would you be with that? (laughs) I don't know. Probably not very happy, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, would you want to... I'd be like, no, no, no. It's time for you to go to work. <laughs> it's enough of you, buddy. Um, I'm just like, trying to set up Tyler's expectations here. So, um, and now, would you you want to stay home with a baby, or are you looking to be a working person too? I I want to stay home at least for a little while, but I don't know how long how you long. can take it. Yeah, I took Arden to an appointment yesterday. I'm not. I'm, this is no lie. I can't believe this is coming up. And the woman working behind the counter says something like to me like it was like 2 30 in the afternoon it was right after school how are you able to be here with her and i said oh i'm a stay-at-home dad i've been a stay-at-home dad for 20 years and she's like oh i tried that couldn't take it now this was a younger person so i'm like i try i said how old's your your babies she goes i just have one two i'm like wait one two and she goes yeah he's two years old i was like you couldn't take it for two years (laughs) I was like, where is he now? And she's like, basically, I forget exactly what you said. The kid's in some sort of a human kennel now. You, you know what I mean? Like, And so she, but she's like, I couldn't take it. He was too much. I was like, well, so Arden and I go to the, she goes to the appointment. We come out, we get in the car, 
look at each other. We really are like two peas in a pod. And she goes, what was that woman expecting when she had a baby? I was like, I have no idea. I was like, but they're a lot of work. And I said, they basically just poo on things and don't do anything else. Like they're fairly useless. You, you know, like you can't, they're like weights that you have to keep alive. Like imagine if you were in charge of keeping your broom alive. Like there's like, it's, it doesn't do much, you know? And she said, um, Arden was like baffled by that. And I was too. So you're thinking about having a baby, right? Yes. Sooner than later? Well, I mean, we got four more years. (laughs) You're you're on a countdown clock. What happens at four years? Do you you think your eggs are going to expire or something? Or what do you? No, Tyler graduates from school. Oh, you need to wait four more years. It's at least four more years. Yeah. Interesting. Now, you know, my marriage advice is don't marry till 30, right? I have heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) And, but, but don't have a baby till 30. Okay. So let's say, let's say Tyler graduates. Then we got to hang back a little bit, make sure he can get a job. You understand what I'm saying? And then he gets hooked up with some, some employment. You're like, all right, this seems to be going okay. I will now allow you over here to make a baby. And then that happens. (laughs) And then you're 31. Is Tyler your age? Yes. Okay. Thank God, because I thought you were going to say he was younger, and I don't know why that would have bothered me, and for no real reason. But um, So you're both 31, little baby Tyler Jordan is here. Tyler Jordan sounds like a the title of a movie. Well, anyway, that's nothing. That's neither here nor there. He's here. You look at him for a while, or she, and two years later, you realize you can't take this kid anymore. <laughs> you go back to work. Is that your Do you have a plan? No. <laughs> Jordan, have you ever had a it's plan? It's all up in the air right now. Gotcha. I you, have. You have? <laughs> what, what is one thing you've planned that's worked out the way you expect it to? Going to school. Nice. That's a good one. Was that hard <laughs> yeah. to do? Was there, was there ever a point during college that you thought, like, this isn't for me? Or were you really, like, locked into it? More so, I think, just thinking, what have I done? <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> But no, I I wanted to see it through. Do you have massive loans that you will never be able to pay off? They're up there, but they're not absurd. Good. They're pretty average, I think, as far as student loans go. That's excellent. Good. It's uh it's a scary proposition. Um Yeah. And this Tyler, I mean, come on. He's gonna be a couple hundred grand in the hole by the time this is over. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, his yeah. loans are a different story. Yeah, but. You guys maybe should wait till you're <laughs> we're not, 30. We're not paying on those yet. So <laughs> I think you should wait till Tyler graduates and then get a cat, maybe. <laughs> we have, you have a cat we have now? Two, two cats. <laughs> so there was one thing I was sure of while we were talking, and that it was you owned a cat. <laughs> because, because they're quiet and slower, and I feel like that would make you happy. We have, we have two. Do they fight with each other? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whose yeah. cats are they? Tyler's or yours? We got them together. I didn't say that. I said, who's really in charge of the cat? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, who would be like, oh, God, the cat died and be upset? And who would be like, oh, did the cat die? Which one is which? Uh, I would be, <laughs> I think we would both be sad. Right. Well, but he, he worries about them more when we're not home. Really? So, I guess. Wait, yeah. Tyler's a nice person. He's <laughs> is he? He is. He's a sweet guy. I worry about our dogs when we leave the house. 
I'm always like, we have to go home. And then I complain. Why did we get a dog? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm ardent with the bologna sandwich thing. <laughs> I guess that's not surprising to me. But um, I, I love the dogs. And I want the very best for them. And, like, if we have to go out, like, for a long afternoon, I feel badly about that. But it immediately makes me say to my wife, I told you not to get a dog. <laughs> the dog is ruining our life. A cat can't ruin your life, though. Because you can leave a cat home for, I mean, until it runs out of water, it's just going to be okay, right? Our cats are pretty needy. Needy cats? Well, I know yeah, where they get one that of them from. Has a food. One of them has a food allergy, and the other one will eat all the food. <laughs> you're, you're, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Damn it. So we can't just leave food out for <laughs> I don't know if anybody cares about this episode, but I'm having such a good time. You have a cat, you have a cat with a food allergy? Yes. <laughs> you can't make it a vegan. You know it'll kill it. <laughs> I know. Did you ever see people who have They're vegan? They're not vegan, don't have worry. Have you ever seen people who have vegan cats? I've heard about it. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't think that's, that's oh not god. a thing. But. Oh my god, so wait, what, what can't your cat eat? I can't stop laughing. <laughs> what can't your cat eat? I don't, I don't know what it is exactly. It's, I think they're, he's allergic to some form of protein but <laughs> i have my hand over my mouth trying not to let your cat's allergic Just let to... it out scott your cat's allergic to protein <laughs> <laughs> get rid of the cat <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's not... he's either allergic to like chicken or turkey or some <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. It's just you and the other cat against Tyler and the cat that can't eat protein. It's like a little war. Oh, oh, oh. So the, is, the, is that why Tyler worries about the cat? Oh, my God. This is either the best or worst episode that I've ever done. I won't know until later. Um, um, okay. All right, hold on. We're coming up on an hour. Let me pull myself together here. Okay. You did say some really important stuff about the diet. And I want to make sure that we uh, we underscored for a second. You changed your diet. You took out uh, processed foods, became vegan. Your A1C is in the fives now. And you're using, to my math, a quarter of the insulin that you were using prior. Is that all about correct? Yeah. How do you feel overall with your health compared to back then? Much better. Yeah. I, yeah. Before I just kind of was in this state of mind where I felt like I was going to get complications or mm -hmm. have complications from diabetes. And it was just kind of a, a matter of when they would come on. And now I feel like I can just live a normal life and not really have to worry about the complications. <laughs> not that they will never happen, but I'm much less worried about them now than Good. I was before. That's excellent. Good for that, you. I would yeah. I would worry way more about the lead weight that is Tyler than I would about diabetes complications <laughs> if I was you. Um, and uh, I really appreciate Tyler uh, um, being the uh, the comic foil of this uh, episode. Please 
pass on my regards. Actually, you should tell him that this didn't happen, probably. Just be like, I don't know. It just didn't work out. We're, we're going to try again later. Yeah, because I told them I was going to have to listen to it before I let, tell anyone else about it. Oh, I 100% don't think you should let him hear this. Because <laughs> I... Been fair, kidding. Fair warning. Yeah, I've advance. been kidding the whole time, but I'm looking back now, and there's like three things I don't think he wants to hear. Uh, but um, <laughs> no, seriously, I it's really cool what you guys are doing. The way you're like, you know, let's be serious for a second. You're in your mid twenties. Both of you are becoming educated, and you're supporting each other. You're you know, you're a couple. You're married. You're taking care of each other. You're taking care of your diabetes in an amazing way. This is really a, a success story. Your life really is like it's easy to joke about, but. Um, just because you're younger and you talk slower and you're kind of quiet, your cat can't eat protein. But I mean, other than that, though, you really do have your stuff together. So, um, I mean, you should really be congratulated. You by yourself pretty much in your mid 20s, got your A1C from nine to five. And that's no joke. That's yeah, that is well done. You know, do you ever stop and just, you know, pat yourself on the back? I would. Seriously, have yeah, you ever just. I was going to say, have you ever really stopped and thought about what an accomplishment this is? Yeah, I have. And Tyler talks about it all the time. Like if I have a randomly, not random, I'll know why it happens. But if I have a high number, Tyler will bring up the fact that when I, when we first met and I would check my blood sugar, like two or 300 would be a normal number that we would see. And now it's very rare. So yeah. it's cool to look back and see you know what i'm interested what i'm interested about about your transformation with food too is that you're you weren't addicted to food right like it was easy for you to change because it seems like you just made a decision to eat healthier and you just did it whereas if you said to me scott you need to eat you know a certain way all the time i don't know that i could like so seamlessly do it was it seamless how long did it take you to make the transition were you just like one day you're like i'm not gonna eat like this anymore and that was it or have you faltered back and forth? Or The first change was just to a vegan diet, and we would still eat like processed foods and um, still some higher-fat foods, and I didn't see a huge change in the diet. And then when I switched to eating like just like whole foods and not any processed or not a bunch of added fat or anything, so you can, I mean, you can have vegan pizza and it'll still make your blood sugar go crazy if it has a bunch of fat in it. Yeah. Um, but once that happened, then it was, Smooth I noticed sell. the biggest change, but it was, it was pretty much overnight. The, the change. Um, tra- yeah, yeah. The transition. But I mean, eating is such a, like everyone has their habits with eating and they have their favorite meals that they make all the time. And it's just about finding meals that you like and, what works for you and eventually just making those changes you can make a transition with maybe not even really realizing what a big transition you've made well it's really inspirational honestly i mean as a person who i mean my weight fluctuates constantly it doesn't make any sense like one day Mm -hmm. i'll look in the mirror and i look like one person and three days later i look like a different person i'm like what happened but i think it's i don't think it's secret what happened like I, I really do believe that it's like processed food and stuff like that that makes your body yeah. begin to like retain water and, and you know and and all kinds of stuff so i agree with you i just don't not 100 percent sure i could eat like 
I'm never hungry is my problem. As, yeah. as weird as it sounds, like the, the food you talked about eating sounded like a lot to me. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that's a lot of food. Um, yeah. And I, I know nutrition is such a controversial topic, especially right now, because I mean, low carb is a big craze right now and high carb, low fat is a big craze. So um, there's a lot of confusion out there, but I think if someone wants to make a change, definitely doing research and kind of looking into it before it's important. But well, what I found I interesting just, about what you said is that the, the transformation happened so quickly. So it makes me feel like the right answer is what works, you, you know, like right. whether it's one or the other, like wherever you're seeing like real impact, like, like that would indicate to me that your body likes what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I really would yeah. like my wife is asking me if I'm still recording, so I'm telling her yes. I don't know why. She's asking me. She's not usually this interested in my life, so it's weird. <laughs> so because she's working from home? I'm wondering if she's going to burn the house down with me in it. That's really my main concern. Because <laughs> um, then she gets you know a, a small, there's a small insurance policy on me, uh, but the house and me, plus then she gets like the... You know, the town will feel bad for her. They'll probably make her casseroles for like a year. And then <laughs> the kids will really be stuck just only loving her. I think this is what she's going to go for here. Let me wait for the return text. Probably going to be like, do you smell smoke? I'm going to go check. That's her cover for the cops. You know what I mean? Um, I tried to help him, but he was upstairs. He couldn't hear because of the headphones. And I miss him. <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Like she's probably working on her acting right now down there. She's going to kill me one Smiles day. Smiles as she walks away. There are days when I think it will happen eventually. I always imagine she'll get me with a pillow while I'm sleeping. Classic. You know what I mean? No reason to yeah. be flashy. Just, I don't know. I think he had sleep apnea. <laughs> Kept telling him to go to the doctor. That's my guess. That's how, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I bet you that's how Tyler goes. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just had to take one more swing at Tyler, who I'm sure is a lovely person that I've never met uh, before. I he go. is. He is. I, w listen, I would imagine he is because you seem like a very grounded, reasonable person. I don't think you would couple up with a jackass. So um, I, I think Tyler is probably terrific. You really are wonderful. You know that, right? Like I screwed you Thank over you. a couple of weeks ago by mistake and you were just like, that's cool. And now today you're up early again doing this. And we are just it is six o'clock in the morning. And I am saying that you're, I called your husband a lead weight. I inferred that you would make a baby with him and then leave him like your father did to your <laughs> to his first wife. We have said every ridiculous thing about your life that is possible. And the only reason this happened is because you were nervous and I had to fill the time. <laughs> <laughs> you caused this yourself, Jordan. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Well, I do appreciate you actually calling me today. <laughs> oh, look at you taking a swing back at me with some sarcasm. That's lovely. <laughs> I like that. Jordan, you're terrific. Um, if I was 25 years younger and uh, Tyler hadn't gotten there first, I would absolutely bother you at college. <laughs> I'd be like, this girl is going to make a great berry breakfast one day, I can tell. And she's going to walk these people to death on a thing. And uh, she looks real earning potential as near as I could tell. So, um that would check the first box right there. <laughs> there you go. I don't really tell. Well, wait, I was going to say, I don't really say that to people, but I have in the past joked about it. Like, you know, but it's, 
sort of not a joke too. At the same time, like I know someone who obviously I won't out who is married to a person who is, in my estimation, lazy. Just like this person just doesn't, I know about their details. They're not motivated. They don't have health issues. There's nothing keeping them back. They just aren't really like looking to kill it in life. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just like, yeah, you know, I'm awake. This is good enough. Like that kind of feeling. And and I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. want a life like that for myself. Like I, I wanted, I wanted to try a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to be wealthy. I don't, that, that doesn't motivate me. Um, I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not looking to be the king of something, but I would like to be able to like turn around and say, I need $20 and for it to be there, you know, and for that to be comfortable. Um, yeah. And so it was important to me. And actually all the joking aside, and I'm going to ask you a question in a second about Tyler. That's serious. My daughter and her friend, my daughter has a friend who um, enjoys my company. I don't know why it's weird, uh, but we got a, a text early <laughs> in the week and she's lovely. Like, she's one of my daughter's friends who I, I really, I think is one of my favorite ones of my daughter's friends. And so her name is Bella and Bella said, um, I want to go out for Friday night for chicken. Will your dad take us out to dinner? <laughs> so my wife got sick Friday, which was a shame because she was going to come. Um, and so Bella and Arden and I went out to get Bella chicken, which is really what was happening. And hundred percent. I'm still not sure how it happened. <laughs> so we're driving back to the house and the kids start, you know, like sometimes kids ask like bigger life questions and they started asking like, what kind of a person do you see me with? Like when I get older, because we were people watching in the restaurant and I was pointing out to them, like, look, you can see how people end up together. And we were doing kind of that like social math, like this guy is handsome, but he's not as tall. So he ended up with this girl who's this, but she's like, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a horrible thing to say, but we all fit somewhere. So we were just uh -huh. kind of talking about how people fit together. This made them really wonder who they fit with. And I was like, look, I'm, you know, there's no way to know. I was like, you know, we started talking, blah, blah, blah. And Bella says, you know, how did you and your wife end up together? And I said, hundred percent, the most important thing to me is that my wife is bright and articulate, and I can talk to her. I, that's, I said, 100%, that's what attracted me to my wife first. She's uh, a thoughtful person you can have a deep conversation with. You know, everything's not surface. She's not easily confused by things. You know what I mean? Like, you know how sometimes you can just make some, like, half-assed argument to somebody, and you change their mind, and, like, in the back of your head, you're like, that was it? Like, I swayed you? You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you didn't want to, like, retort or anything? She's uh, reasonable. Um but she's thorough. She's a, a hardworking person. Her job means something to her. Uh, she takes pride in the things she does. And I always knew when I was dating her that she'd be a good mother. Like I could really tell. And she absolutely 100% is all of those things and more. And so I told the kids that and they were like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I know that was the truth. Now let's get back to the fun <laughs> stuff where we talk about the short guy, not being able to get a tall girl. Here we go. And so, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, for a minute, we were like being real with each other. It was lovely. And so I'm wondering. That's if, sweet. Thank you. If you're comfortable. <laughs> and to save his soul, in case he ever listens to this. How did you, uh, how did you decide Tyler was the right one? Um, he is very smart and very sweet. 
And he's been super supportive with my diabetes, which has been really, just really helpful. My mom was saying the other day that she always thought that I would have to end up with someone else who has type one because like, it's such a hard thing for other people to understand if you don't really live with it and know it. Um, but she was talking about how grateful she is for Tyler and how much he's supported me. So <laughs> yeah, he's just all around a good guy. That's lovely. Very nice. Well, Tyler, and he- <laughs> you're an all around good guy. And that is a, is a really amazing thing to be seriously. Um, I don't think people, um, I think sometimes that other things are, are, are thought of over just being a decent person and having good, you know, intentions for people. Um, and I, as a person who, you know, I joke around here a lot, but you know, I'm sort of like that. And I found it to be undervalued by others in life. And it's a shame. Like I haven't bent from it, but it's definitely not something that the outside world looks at and goes, Oh, this guy's been a really good father for 20 years. That's not a points Mm -hmm. thing for most people. You know what I mean? They're just, uh, they're like, eh, he didn't have a job or he didn't do this or that. You know, all the things I joked about with Tyler (laughs) through the hour. (laughs) So anyway, I think joking aside, I, um, I, I find that to be the most important thing. I believe you guys will be married for a bazillion years and have a a bunch (laughs) of cats that can't tolerate all kinds of different foods together. (laughs) And hopefully a kid someday. Well, let's hope the kids can eat tuna. Well, though, would you make a would you make a baby and make it vegan? Do you think? I guess you would, right? There'd probably, be no reason not to. Probably, yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to know how Unless... that goes. <laughs> I'll keep you updated. No, you won't. Stop it. So the <laughs> wait. So here's the question: You're an animal, right? Yes. So could a vegan baby <laughs> drink your breast milk? Oh, oh, go ahead. Answer the question. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be controversial about that at all, Jordan? Nothing? No. No? Okay. But you wouldn't get, you you don't drink cow's milk, right? I'm not going to stick my baby on a cow's udder and (laughs) drink that. Well, you'd wipe it off first. They're dirty because they walk around mud and like they lay in their own filth. But um, that's true. Yeah. Oh, they might get sick. Very dirty animals. Very, very dirty animals. Um, but the insides are clean. That's why the milk is okay. Uh, you would, uh, but you wouldn't give cow's milk to yourself, right? No. That's vegan. Vegan's like nothing that comes from an animal at all. Yeah. Okay. So your shoes but, are like plastic. I mean, what? You got like plastic shoes on, like the whole thing, right? It's <laughs> like sandwich bags wrapped around your feet or something, or what do you got? I just go barefoot everywhere. Gotcha. All right. I'm leaving you with I'm just a. Kidding. <laughs> I'm leaving you with this a four second story. My friend Mike, okay. who is no longer with us, dated uh, a vegan when we were kids. And try to imagine that this was in the early 90s. It was not exactly the um, epicenter of veganism. And we were shopping one day, walking through a mall. We were all together. And uh, we walked past a shoe store that had just, I, it, there must have been a thousand pairs of leather shoes in this shoe store. And I'm not going to lie. You could smell the leather as you walked past the shoe store. And we're all just strolling down the mall. And she just gasps and yells, <laughs> and yells, I can smell the leather. And she ran away. <laughs> And I started laughing. 
And I put my hand on Mike's shoulder and I was like, how are you going to handle this one? <laughs> and he says, I swear to God, it was like November. And he goes, I think she got me a pretty good Christmas present and the sex is great. So I'm going to hang on a little longer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that girl is now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but bless her. She was really thrown by that shoe store. <laughs> It's one of like the, I, I have two memories of that girl. This next one, if your kids are listening, the podcast is over now. Shut it off. Okay. <laughs> but my other memory of them is that we all went to the zoo together, which now that I look at it, I'm not sure that she should have been okay with it as a vegan. And, um, <laughs> and we were really young, right? So we are, and it's another time. I want you to remember it's another time when I tell you this story. So the entire drive to the zoo, she's talking about, she's just had her nipple pierced. I told you to shut it off if you're listening with your kids, right? And um, we're all kind of amazed by that. And it wasn't really a vibe of people that we had hung around. And we get out of the car and she's talk she keeps talking about my nipple pierced, my nipple pierced. And like she's like, you can see it right through my shirt. And I I don't know what possessed me. And as an adult, I would not do this. But I reached out with the very tip of my finger and I touched it. I was like, is this it? And there's this long pause, and she goes, No, that's my nipple. <laughs> And I pulled my hand back slowly and I went, I apologize. <laughs> and then we went to the zoo. <laughs> Everyone laughed. It was fine. Uh, but um, those are my only two memories of that girl. I don't know her name. I can picture her in my head running away from a shoe store, but that's pretty much it. I don't I don't remember anything else about her. I do have a lot of fond memories of Mike, but uh, but of her, those are my only two. Um, anyway, I don't really good ones. They're yeah. not bad, right? I don't know what he got for Christmas from her, but I hope it was worth waiting. Oh. Yeah. All right, Jordan. You were really lovely. Um, thank you. No, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, when you email me an hour from now and tell me I'm never allowed to play this for people, I will completely understand. So just. <laughs> no, you might have an angry mob of my family coming after you, but. <laughs> I would, or we could run it where everything said about your, by the way, everything said in jest because I don't know any of these people about your father, his first marriage. <laughs> Uh, and Tyler, can you imagine if there was just like a thousand beeps over this episode and it was just you and I like four <laughs> words went fine. There's like beep, 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 beep. And then it went on. Maybe I would put that up. All right. Thank you no, so much. <laughs> I hope you have a great day at work running people into the ground on a treadmill. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, go save some lives, you. What are you doing here? I'll do my best. Huge thanks to the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Touched by Type 1. And of course, don't forget about taking that survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Check out the Contour Next One blood glucose meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. Find out more about Touched by Type 1 at touchedbytype1.org. A bigger thank you to Jordan and an even more bigger thank you, which is not English, but you know what I mean, bigger than bigger, so huge mungus, to Tyler, who, let's just face it, took it pretty hard for absolutely no good reason during this entire episode. Tyler, you sound like a great guy, and I'm certain that you'll have a fulfilling life as a stay-at-home dad to cats that can't eat protein. Last things, support the sponsors, support the show, leave a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts, Share the podcast with someone else. Don't forget about juiceboxdocs.com if you're looking for a great endocrinologist 
or other practitioner who helps with type 1 diabetes, this is a list that is being compiled by listeners of the podcast. Looking for a great doc or have one to share? Juiceboxdocs.com. Are you trying to share the diabetes pro tip episodes with someone, but you just can't figure out how to do it? Send them to diabetesprotip.com. No S on that tip. It's just a pro tip. Diabetesprotip.com. Love the show? Want to share it with a friend? Do that. Love the show? Want to make a great review on Apple Podcasts? Do that. Don't want to do any of those things? All right. That's fine with me. Take your free podcast and just go. Don't forget to check out juiceboxpodcast.com. And of course, subscribe to the show in your podcast app. If you're listening online right now, which I can see that countless thousands of you do, I'm all right with that, right? Don't, don't, it's fine with me if you want to listen online. All the listens count the same. That's fine. But still a subscribe is, is really saying I love you. It's a commitment. You know, just going to a web page like, oh, I remember this guy, Scott. I'll go holler at him real quick, see what he's doing. You know, you just click on a link on your like online listening. I mean, that's sort of like, it's nice, but it's not a firm commitment. We're not really dating you and I. We're just seeing each other. And I don't want it to be dirty like that. So get an app on your phone, Android or Apple. Apple's the other one, right? Apple or Android. Uh, you know, Apple, for instance, there's a free podcast app on there. Android, there's a bunch of, I got links, juiceboxpodcast.com. You can find free players. Don't pay for a player. And subscribe. Come on, it pushes me up on the lists. The lists, they're important. I sounded a little lispy when I said lists just now. There's a lot of S's. You know where there isn't an S? At the end of the tip at diabetesprotip.com. I've clearly run out of things to say, so let me end with this. No kidding, I've actually run out of things to say. I was going to say something flippant and nothing came out of my mouth. Stop back soon. There are two episodes every week. Download them both. Listen with your ears from start to finish. Consume the podcast. Become one with the Juice Box Podcast. Hey, if you're on Facebook, find the podcast. It's Bold with Insulin. That's the public page. There's also a private page where people are talking all about management ideas. That page is called Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. Head over, you know, throw in with us and uh, have a nice conversation. Just about 5,000 people in the private group now. And I think the public group's up to 10,000. It's doing great. You can find me on Instagram as well at Juicebox Podcast. But um, there's no like major league conversation on the Instagram, just pictures and, you know, if you're into that, I guess I'm not going to tell you not to do it. That account's actually up to about 10,000 too. So head over, see what all the trouble's about. See what all the hullabaloo is going on is. And then, um, having trouble making thoughts. Maybe I should sing, um, an old 20s song. What's a good 20s song? Hold on a second. Famous. 1920 murders, movies, mobsters, musicians, music. There we go. Ooh, ain't misbehaving was huge in the twenties. Dark was the night downtown hearted blues in the jailhouse. Now making whoopee by Bing Crosby. My man. Hmm. 
West End Blues, ooh, Louis Armstrong. Do you not wonder what the words to making whoopee were? Because now I'm wondering. Every time I hear that dear old wedding march, I feel rather glad I have broken. Wait, I have a broken arch. I have heard a lot of people talk, and I know that marriage is a long, long walk. To most people, weddings mean romance, but I prefer a picnic or a dance. Another bride, another groom, another sunny honeymoon. Another season, another reason for making whoopee. Is this about getting late at a wedding? The chorus sings, here comes the bride, another victim is by her side. This is misogynistic. He's lost his reason, cause it's the season, for making whoopee. Down through the countless ages, you'll find it everywhere. Somebody makes good wages. Somebody wants her share. Jesus, this is harsh. She calls him toodles and rolls her eyes. She makes him strudels and bakes him pies. What is it all for? This is like a bad cat in the hat. It's so he'll fall for making whoopee. Wait, you got to trick me into those sex? Another year or maybe less. What's this I hear? Well, can you guess? She feels neglected, so he's suspected of making whoopee. Are you following this? I think the inference here is men don't want to be married in the 20s, but it's the only way they're going to get laid. And so you give him a pie if you're a lady, and then he marries you. I'm not clear on what you get out of this yet. And uh, the ladies, I'm saying. Um, And then soon enough, he's going to get tired of your pie, from what I'm guessing here. And then he's going to go make the whoopee with somebody else. Or is he making the whoopee, or do you just feel neglected because he's ignoring you, and therefore you think he's making the whoopee? Let's read on, and we'll find out. She sits alone most every night. Oh, no, he's out. He doesn't phone or even write. He's gone. He says he's busy, but she says Izzy. Not Izzy, I-Z-Z-Y, like Izzy from... Grey's Anatomy, is he. He's making whoopee. He doesn't make much money. $5,000 per a year? This guy's a slacker, even by 1920 standards. Some judges who think he's funny, some judge who thinks he's funny says you'll pay six to her. Oh, I see. He only makes five grand, but he's got to give six to the lady? I mean, how many pies did she make? He says, now judge, suppose I fail. The judge says, budge right into jail. We are up to this guy going from not wanting to go to a wedding because his foot doesn't hurt, he can't dance, to now he's going to get locked up for not making his alimony. You better keep her. You'll find it's cheaper than making whoopee. Oh, not cheating is cheaper than giving away your money. It's a dark song. Written by uh, two men, Gus Kahn and Walter Donaldson. A lot of people have recorded this song. Doris Day, Eddie Cantor, Ella Fitzgerald, Bing Crosby. Hmm. What do you know? My ADHD led us to reading the lyrics of Making Whoopi at the end of an hour and 30 minute long podcast where all we really did was make fun of Jordan's husband, Tyler, for no reason that is discernible. I guess that makes sense.